Hello and welcome to the Inspiring Life School podcast. This is your host, Francis Fidikovic, and on this podcast, I'll be sharing with you the most valuable strategies to live your one wildly beautiful and most precious life because this is it, my friend. In case you haven't guessed when it comes to life, there's no rewind or pause button that exists. They say that the way that you spend your days is the way that you spend your life. So my one and only goal here is to help you stop wasting your time, stop holding yourself back in life, stop experiencing non-stop negative mind chatter, stop just dreaming without doing and start living life fearlessly instead with more purpose, focus and intention. I sincerely want you to live life in a way that when you come to the end of it, you know deep down in your heart that you 100% gave it your all, flaws and all. This podcast is not about doing life perfectly. Instead, it is about experiencing and living life with more clarity and courage and truly appreciating this precious adventure that we are so blessed to be on. So if you're with me here today, it's time to stop spinning in circles, get off the hamster wheel for good, put your hands back on the steering wheel of your life and finally start living life in a way that you won't later regret. With that being said, let's dive on in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Inspiring Life School podcast. I'm your host, Francis Vitakovic, and this episode is part two of my previous little randy chat about parenting BS stories that you need to let go of. So these are stories that I've discovered over 19 years of being a parent that they're actually totally BS so you can let go of them promptly today. So in part one, I actually spoke about the first two BS stories and they were number one, that someone else knows what's best for your kid, not true. And number two, that parenting always has to feel so hard also not true. It doesn't always have to be hard. And now I want to chat about the third beer story that I really am recommending that you just release your hold on. So let it go. And it's this, okay. The beer story is that there are shoulds in parenting, like also known as a right way or a wrong way to do things. So as a mom of like two older kids, like they're now 19 and my son's almost 17, will be at the end of the year. I can promise you like that the shoulds actually never, ever end. So when my daughter finished high school last year, she was often told like by well-meaning teachers, I'm sure, and other adults that she should go to university. Now, in the end, she did accept a spot into a uni. She's currently doing a double degree, but I honestly can tell you that I never put any pressure on her to make that particular decision. Like She knows the story of my dad who finished school back in year six, like he, like literally grade six, I'm not kidding. He finished, he had no education after the age of 12, he came to Australia after being raised in what would be considered to be poverty over in Europe with nothing but a suitcase that he came to Australia with and it probably had nothing of value inside and yet he still achieved incredible success because of his like great work ethic and sheer determination to do well. So if I've always told my kids like what's going to matter more than any paper that you might receive if you go to university or high school or whatever is your willingness to go out into the world and work hard, take risks, be confident. And even if you're not confident, like do those things scare the things that you need to like to stretch you and help you grow. So if my daughter didn't want to go to university, I honestly wouldn't wouldn't have cared one bit. Now I encourage her to do whatever she felt called to do. So whether it was to study at TAFE, which I think is like our version of a community technical college, if she wanted to do a cadetship or a traineeship or take a gap year, like I wouldn't have cared like as long as she felt excited and interested to do that because there are no set paths when it comes to what like a teenager has to do this. Like they've got to follow this path in order to do well in life. The only thing that I probably encourage any child to do, any teen to do is follow their heart because when it comes to work life, Life's so much more enjoyable when you do work you enjoy, but even still, it's not a short, okay? The point I'm trying to make here is that there are no shorts. And if we go right back to the early years, it almost starts like from the moment our kids are born, like we're told our kids should be sleeping in their cot by now, okay? as opposed to like 
how I would let them lie on my chest when they were newborns. They should be sleeping through the night. They should be crawling. They should be walking. They should be eating solids by now. They should be toilet trained. They should be reading. They should be playing lots of sports. They should be enrolled in lots of extracurricular activities to expand their minds. They should be doing X amount of homework every day after school. They should be more social. They should have more friends. Oh, you know, and then there are all the shouldn'ts, you know, they shouldn't be so loud. They shouldn't be so feisty. They shouldn't be so shy. They shouldn't be so opinionated. They shouldn't be so trusting. They shouldn't be such a dreamer. Like I swear I could go on and on and on and on here. And here's what I feel like saying about all those shoulds and shouldn'ts that people try to shove down your throat. Like I wish they really would just go and F the shoulds. Like really I do, because this is tied back to the fact that our kids are individuals with their own unique personalities and quirks and interests, and the fact that you as a parent get to decide what you instinctively feel is best for your child. So seriously, like no one in this world should be telling you that you should or should not do something. And it's like probably ironic that I'm saying, well, they shouldn't be doing that, okay? But really, when it comes to your kids, they're going to walk and crawl and be toilet trained and sleep through the, the night whenever they're ready to. And you can push and prod your kids to do exactly what you want them to do because some book has said, you know, this is what a six-month-old should be doing or this is what a two-year-old toddler should be doing, like all their shorts. But those books and those guidelines cannot and never will be able to speak for the approximate, and I think it's 117 billion humans that have ever been born on this earth. And I literally did Google that number because the fact is it's not just true for all the humans that are currently alive in this world, but for all the humans that have ever lived in the past and for all the humans that are going to be born in the future, there is not one set guideline or strategy that is going to work for everyone. So imagine that if I'd like try to force my son to walk like his sister did at 10 months old. She walked at 10 months, okay? For me to try to make him do something at that age, like it would never have happened because we discovered at age three that he had a degenerative neuromuscular condition impacting his peripheral limbs. So when he started walking at 18 months, okay, that was when he was supposed to start walking. And he had two friends who also walked a little bit later at 18 months, and that didn't indicate anything about a future diagnosis, okay? Like kids are going to just do or not do things in their own time. And for you to waste all your precious energy and focus, like stressing about speeding up or slowing things down is just a waste of your time and energy. So I almost like look back and laugh at disbelief about all the things that I used to worry about when my kids were young. Like when I mentioned before about, you know, like letting my kids, like when they were newborn sleep on my chest rather than putting them on the, in the crib, people used to, you know, shake their heads and say, you know, oh, you're going to live to regret that. You know, you should really put them down in their cradle or cot to sleep. But guess what? I don't regret it. I don't regret one bit cuddling them like throughout the days, like when they were sleeping for those few weeks. Okay. Obviously I put them to sleep at nighttime. So I got to have a break, but if they fell asleep throughout the day and they were on my chest and I wanted to cuddle them, I just would cuddle them. And when it came to, I think, especially with my second son, like I used to have this sling, he'd be in this sling because like I'd be taking his big sister out and about and everyone was like, oh, you shouldn't be carrying him in that sling. And I think I did it to like five months, you know, and then I decided I'm just, okay, it's time to introduce the cot throughout the day because he's already sleeping there throughout the night. But, you know, did I care those five months of like being out and about and having him in the sling and having people like tell me like, you know, I shouldn't be doing that. It's like ridiculous. Okay. I get to decide what works best for me and my kids and my family. And if you want them to sleep in a sling or you want to put them in the pram rather than take them to the cot according to a schedule that a book has told you to follow, do your own thing. Like seriously, unless you're doing your child like physical and psychological damage and harm, 
you know, which obviously you aren't because you love your kid and you want the best for them. Like I really recommend that you just consider embracing whatever you want to embrace and ditch all the shoulds. Like if there's only one should that you have to embrace, it's like, I should ignore all the shoulds in life. I should ignore all the shoulds in life. That's the only one I want you to hold on to. Because when I think back to the way that my sisters and I were raised, we definitely didn't have any after-school extracurricular activities. We weren't being spoiled with all these toys. We weren't being entertained every single second of the day. Our parents just made us like, go out and play. Go out and play with your friends in the street. Now, of course, like you get to do whatever you want to do. But there's a good chance that like, if you feel like you're doing the right thing, I have a feeling that your kids are just going to turn out just fine, maybe even better than if you were to embrace all the shoulds, okay? And the reason that I say like better is because no one told my parents what they should do and they definitely wouldn't have listened because they were going to do what they wanted to do. But when you're doing what's best for you, the reason why this is better for your kids is because you're showing up in a more relaxed and present way. You're supporting them in life in a way that suits you as opposed to constantly comparing yourself and your kids to others, like trying to keep up with the Joneses and feeling guilty about all the stuff that you are or aren't doing instead of just doing what you feel is best for you and your family. And you get to decide what that is. Okay. So that brings me to the fourth and final BS story that you need to let go of. And it's this, it's this idea that you know your kids better than they know themselves. Okay, so this BS story might sound a little bit controversial, especially because I already said in BS story number one that it's a complete lie that other people know what's best for your kids, okay? Because you're their mom, so of course you know your kids better than anyone else. But here's where we can often get tripped up while parenting, especially as our kids get older. Like it's easy enough to genuinely believe that you know what's best for your kids when they're really young and innocent and are unable to protect themselves, you know, from danger. They can't feed themselves. They can't put themselves to sleep. So you do all that. But as they get older, they are going to surprise you more and more with their very individual personality and quirks and desires and interests and wants and things that you always hope that they would love. Guess what? They might not love it. And the things that you always hoped or dreamed that they would want to do in life, they might not care one bit because they are individuals. And even though you might insist, well, they should be doing that or they should be doing this or they should love that, whatever you're suggesting to them, we already said like, there's no, we've got to be ditching the shoulds in parenting anyway. But chances are your kids won't love what you love. And yes, it's going to hurt, but welcome to parenthood, my friend. So I really recommend, especially as your kids get older, that you start to see your kids as individual humans that they are. They might be introverted while you're extroverted, or they might be extroverted while you're introverted. They might be creative or academic or kind or quirky or shy or anything really. And it's our job as parents to allow them to spread their own wings in life and give them the freedom to be who they were born to be rather than trying to mold them into who we want them to be or who we expect them to be. Now, our kids are definitely going to do things that aggravate us, that frustrate us, totally normal. They're going to do things that challenge you, provoke you. And even still, it's our job to love them anyway, unconditionally throughout this process. It's not our job to try to force them to do whatever we want them to do, but to guide them throughout their journey in life, okay? As best as we can, knowing that we are sometimes going to step up and they're going to step up and it's totally okay. They are learning just like we are learning to how to navigate ourselves are the best way that we can throughout life. And this continues forever. Okay. I'm still growing and evolving. I still don't know everything. It's like Socrates said, all I know is that I know nothing. And I really do think that as parents, like we have just as much to learn from our kids as they have to learn from us. Okay. It's a two-way street. 
Have you not discovered that you've learned things about yourself just through that this journey of parenting? And even though like we often speak about the fact that, you know, we've got to love our kids unconditionally, you know, it's such a beautiful thing to do. Well, show yourself the same grace and compassion, okay? You are just as worthy of unconditional love, which means you are going to love yourself throughout this journey while you're making all your mistakes, which is going to be totally normal. And I want you to begin to trust yourself and trust your kids in the same way. So how does trust like apply to this particular be a story? Well, trust that, they, that your kids know themselves maybe even better than you do. So when they tell you that they do not want to do sports, like they do not want to do dance, they do not want to do drama, trust that this is true for them and know that if they don't want to socialize with someone that you're recommending that, you know, like you should totally be friends with that person. And they say, no, like no way. I'm not into that. Trust that this is true for them. Like your truth or your best, what you think is your best might actually be quite different for them. And that's okay. Kids are actually so much smarter and more intuitive than we usually give them credit for. So trust that they sometimes do know what is best for them, even though you're sure that your way is best, okay? You could be wrong. Just consider that what was best for you growing up is completely different from what might be best for them growing up and understand that they're going to have different lessons and challenges that they're meant to be facing in life. And all you can do is help and support them along the way. This is completely different from trying to control their every action and thought in life. Just like you were born with free will, they have their own desires that are different from your own, and this is the way it's supposed to be. But trust that it will turn out okay. Trust that they will be fine. Just simply trust them. And as your kids are growing up, listen to what they have to say. Like their concerns and feelings are always valid. They are just like every other human in this world. All they want to be is understood and accepted and listened to in life and appreciated. And you can do this for them, like for your kids, for the children that you birthed into the world that you were gifted to love and care for and raise. So that is it for today's episode, my friend. Please remember, if you want to dive in deeper into this work, please make sure to check out my signature course, Be a Better Parent in 30 Days. It will help you radically change your relationship that you have with your kids in 30 days or less. And you can find it at inspiringmomlife.com forward slash better parents. So that's inspiringmomlife.com forward slash better parent. Take care, my friend, and I can't wait to catch up with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspiring Life School podcast. I really appreciate you allowing me to be a part of your life. If you'd love to stay in touch, please know that you can always find me on Instagram at Francis Fidakovic, or you can visit my website, inspiringmumlife.com, where you can sign up and receive so many amazing freebies that I've created just for you to help you implement all my teachings into practice. There you'll also find all my online courses, resources, and programs that I've created to help you uplevel your life in seriously the simplest way possible so that you can ultimately create for yourself a life that feels simpler, lighter, and allows you to show up in a way that you love as your best and most authentic version of yourself. Now remember, this podcast is all about not just dreaming, but also doing because to create true sustainable change in your life, you need to be willing to do things differently. And that's what I'm here to support you to do every single step along the way so that you too can begin to live your one wild and precious life with less stress, less overwhelm, less drama, and instead with zero regrets. Finally, if this podcast resonates with you at all and you appreciate the content, I would absolutely love for you to show your support by leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm on a mission to help more people wake up to the preciousness of life and to help them live their days with more intention and purpose, and your review will help make this goal of mine possible. Once again, thank you so much. I have loved spending this time with you, and I look forward to connecting with you again. I am Frances Vitakovic, and you have been listening to the Inspired. Life School Podcast.